Chloe, we need a jingle. I've got something in mind right now. Okay. It, it goes like... No. Yeah, I think you should work on that for now. You, you're sure? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Let, let's create a better one for the next episode. Okay, next episode. <laughs> hello, hello, everyone. Hello, hello, and welcome back to... Artists in Pajamas. This is Chloe. And I'm Livia. And we meet you again for a catch-up on what we've been up to these past few weeks. Yeah, so, exactly. So, Livia, tell me, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Uh, actually, I um, I had an interview come out this week, which was really interesting. It was with a, an online website called Artist Textiles, mm-hmm. textileartist.org, which they got in contact with me in the summer to do an online workshop for their members, uh, which was about storytelling, through embroidery. Mm-hmm. And then I had a, a long interview with them. And it was really nice because I actually used to use their website loads when that, especially uh, back at school when I was doing A-level and during uh, my BA, uh, when I was really looking for lots and lots mm-hmm. of insp- textile inspiration. And back then it wasn't easy to find textile artists. Uh, so it was quite, it, it felt good to then yeah, be a textile I mean, artist on their website. Which was cool, yeah. And the interview was really interesting. I mean, like from what I read, I thought it was quite different from like lots of artist interviews that I that I read. Like quite like a bit more personal, let's say. Yeah, actually, the the questions were really nice, and it was they do really long interviews, so I felt I felt like I had the time to go into detail, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it wasn't yeah, it was more than just the usual questions of what you do, what your inspiration is that. Um, They actually they asked me a lot about where my creativity originated from, about my inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I kind of reflected, it made me reflect on it as well, on my own of like, where, what is my style and why am I telling yeah. personal stories? Why do, I, why do I do this kind of art? And I linked it kind of back to, you know, family and heritage and being proud of your family has always been something super in, like ingrained in me as a, as a child. I think we had mm-hmm. a lot of... Uh, we have a lot of family stories from World War Two and from my different sides of family that were always very important, and so I always felt that kind of, yeah, of pride in it. And then, uh, and then I kind of realized after my grandma died, uh, like um, before I started my BA, she died just in the summer before I started my BA, and she was like, she was super inspirational. She did loads of quilts. She did loads of art. She was constantly creating poetry as well, right? She poetry did, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Did so much. Uh, and she was so excited for me to go to the RSA and stuff. So I think uh, after that, I ended up using a lot of her poems and her own art in my work. Okay. And I started to, as a way to kind of immortalize her in my work mm-hmm. and kind of make her proud and stuff like that. And I realized since then, I've always done stories that were about family and that were about, you know, either my French uh, family or my English family and then it just turned into myself and looking at my so yeah that that kind of art for grief Mm -hmm. and like how to deal with loss through creativity uh, is something that I kind of realised as I was replying to this interview which was cool Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah go check out the the interview online yeah it's and then cool. you've been busy answering people's questions as well because there was a workshop that, that was going with it right? yeah it's yeah, for yeah, yeah. Uh, so if any of you are members of uh, members of textile artists mm-hmm. then you have access to the workshop and uh, I filmed it in the summer had quite a lot of <laughs> yeah, <I remember laughs> had quite that. a lot of nightmare filming I had a lot of technical issues that kept breaking on me and uh, you realize once you start filming 
that like you notice all the background noises, yeah. all the ventilators, everything. And so I was really <laughs> struggling. So I'm really happy that I did end up doing a workshop that has had really good feedback. And yeah, I've just I basically you know, online for two weeks, replying to everyone. To yeah, I found that cool. nice though, like the idea that you can have this conversation with people and they can like ask you questions and I guess it yeah. makes you feel a bit more connected. Yeah, exactly. Like, it makes it. That received this interview and this workshop. Yeah, and, like, I guess that's yeah. kind of uh, that's kind of what you lack usually on an online workshop compared to physically yeah. is that interaction with a teacher yeah. and those like spontaneous questions that you only come up with once you start yeah. doing something. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice that uh, for those people that are that have watched the workshop and then have started making, they have two weeks whilst they're making to be like oh wait I don't understand this or oh wait I don't understand that and I'm doing video responses so they can actually see me talk through it so uh, yeah it's a really good way of doing it I love this so cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but other than that most of this month has been working with you yeah I know right (laughs) I mean for the last two weeks we were like nearly every day together in the studio just because we worked on this like um community exhibition that we did the project like onto soft grounds so if you remember in October we did a series of workshops in the community center in Hackney so where we both live yeah and um and the idea was that each participant needed to create uh, a piece of work that was related to their comfort their sense of belonging and at the end of these workshops, we wanted to create this community installation and we wanted it to be a bit immersive and a bit like, really like you feel like you're entering into an environment. Yeah. That was really the challenge. And I think last time we spoke with you, we were just like kind of figuring out this, the final aspect of like the community quilt. Yeah. And now we've done it. We've done the, the, the dunking like uh, <laughs> event, I was really, know? I was really uh, like, yeah, I was quite impressed. It just yeah. shows also... Um, I think sometimes we're used to working on our own thing and having these deadlines, working together late at night, working through it. Yeah. It actually felt like it went a lot quicker than I, I was expecting. Definitely. Uh, maybe because we we were solving problems way quicker and just like... I think so, but it's always the thing. This is what I like working with people. Even if sometimes, you know, sometimes it's challenging to work with someone else because it's a lot of communication, but it's also so, it brings you so much in yeah. terms of like, uh, you know, like, you, you're both exchanging ideas, you're going quicker, you're procrastinating way less when yeah. you're working with someone, also you're way less in your head. When um, when I'm on my own and I'm doing something like that, yeah. the amount of time I spend standing over my piece of artwork thinking, what am I doing <laughs> next, what, what to do? And I'm like thinking, whereas with you, it'll be like, oh, I'll just be, I'll, I'll give my, and usually it's yeah. really stupid things, like yeah. two different colours and I can't decide and I spend yeah. half an hour just yeah. staring, like I can't yeah. decide. Because Whereas here it's just like, <laughs> Chloe, what do you think? And you'll straight yeah. away tell me an answer Definitely. and vice versa, which I think, because sometimes it's like, although we know the answer, you panic when you're on your own of, of, of making course. a decision. So when someone yeah. else just is like also there and is way quicker at making it, it just gets things. And especially like, I think for this type of project, because it involves so much more people than just us do, it's like a whole, like there, I think there was what, 30 artworks of like people on this community quilt. You feel maybe also the pressure of being like, oh, I need to like value each piece in the best way I can, in terms of like, I need to like, for it, like for it to be seen in yeah. this way. And I want, to, I want to value it the best way I can. So I think beside the whole curation of the quilt, after we had to do a lot of work in like joining everything together. So all the stories and like the kind of like, yeah, the, the patchworks of like, and pieces like textile pieces of people seeing that like they merged yeah. on, this, uh, on this community quilt. And I think that was, that was definitely the challenge, but it was, it was a really beautiful and comforting one. 
and I think the evening went when like really great. Yeah, the yeah, evening yeah, yeah. was really nice. And as you said, yeah. I think the point of the quilt was to make each piece stand out in itself, yeah. Yeah. yet also have a, a dialogue with the other exactly. pieces. And mm. and I wanted all those participants to feel like they were one of 30 artists, the same as us, mm. doing this and putting this thing together. And with the, we had you know a few participants come and see it, and their reactions were really positive. Yeah. You know, like how nice it is to mm. uh, work with just people from around you and connect in that kind of way. It's very different. It's very emotional, and you connect with strangers so much faster than you would mm-hmm. through just this act of care, really. No, but definitely, and like I think the people that came, uh, like. Really, it was really meaningful for like the like not not every participant came because you know everyone has a life etc. But we had like quite a bunch, let's yeah. say. Uh, and then like uh, each time the feedback was like they were just really happy to like see like their piece integrating something yeah. bigger. And I think for us that was the most meaningful things. After we also had friends and locals coming, which was also like which is always really important, especially to for a place like a community center that needs to like local like you know local energy to live. So. Um, but I have to say that I was really moved by the participants and like the feedbacks yeah. from people and you know sometimes you kind of forget that this type of connection are important because you think about your work you think about like oh yeah I need to like talk to this person I need to have this person come in maybe this media or something and then you just realize that at the core it's really just like about the people the people that yeah. just gave you like gave you the time during October to come to this workshop and to be like okay I'm gonna do something with yeah. you and for you as well so so, yeah. And they, I, yeah. we created, like with some of them, like we've created really strong bonds. I can see yeah. keeping in contact in the future, which is nice. And as you said, the whole point of this quilt was about creating and celebrating our sense of comfort. And yeah. so also, as you said, working in a, a place that is unconventional, yeah. uh, like this, this community center, in comparison to other things that we like to mm-hmm. do, which is more gallery mm-hmm. um, spaces, the type of people that come in are so different. And it was really nice to actually just see people feeling comfortable enough to come in and wonder because uh, we left the door open so you had so many people that were walking down the street on a Friday night going out or something and that would see something going on and that would pop their heads in and be like oh what's going on and so that was also really nice because um, those you know it was about the participants and it was about creating this space for the locals that could come in and be like oh wow this is fun and then it was nice to be able to give energy as you said yeah. and attention uh, to the space so that hopefully it can carry on because as you said it's all volunteer I think so I think especially because it, it is such a beautiful space like it's so eclectic I think it's been made by so much people there's like this artist that made like this from the fresco the front of the space the garden is so nice just like it's just such a cozy community center as well it's just and because like I don't know it kind of grew on me the yeah. more I live in the area and the more I see this place and I just like I wanted, I wanted to do something with it yeah. and I think that was the same for you and I hope like yeah we can keep it going and also in terms of like a border thing for everyone it's like they are those kind of those spaces yeah. exist and they actually exist a lot more than we realized especially in like London, people can live in yeah. the street mm-hmm. and not know that it exists at all and so it's like that idea of going out there and looking for them and as artists or creatives it's just such a um, good place to like good 
space to collaborate with and to work with and it's uh yes yeah, so i would encourage everyone out there to go and see what your community is doing go and see the collect the artist collectives and uh there are people out there that want to make things happen and you'll always find people with a similar energy to you that wants to be proactive in this world mm-hmm. and not wait for anyone else to give them permission to do something but actually go out there and just make something of them like make something themselves mm-hmm. well, i always thought that in conventional spaces where sometimes even more like you know like you f- you feel way more appreciated sometimes than like just conventional yeah. like uh, spaces like galleries which are a bit harder to go into you know like i think a community space because it's just like something that wants to bring something to a local area yeah. they're really looking for people with like you know a little spark and something and so you will feel really appreciated bringing this project so yeah usually i encourage you to kind of like step up on this and what did we um learn from this that we could give tips and stuff to people listening i was thinking maybe uh the marketing and advertising side of things because we learned quite a few things from what we didn't do or from what we did do but maybe too late or things that would just i think i would say that it's a lot of work for two people that's for sure to organize an event like that at this scale etc uh and especially marketing wise because it's not just it's not all best skills let's be honest like (laughs) Uh, we're not like graphic designers. We're not like marketing pros. Uh, we're like, uh, like we're not all of this. <laughs> so surely we made lots of no. No, but it, as you yeah. said, like you, you kind of learn on the job of doing it, exactly. and uh, you know we did the um, simple things like we did posters and things, which was really good, and mm-hmm. we did that last times we did. Um, events but the importance of actually putting them out there and this month we did everything within a month like even including making the whole installation so it was very little time to actually fit in marketing and advertising and I think we knew that Mm -hmm. so we were okay with it but for future and for advice and tips to anyone that wants to set up their own kind of events it's like get on the marketing like at least two or three weeks before definitely like minimum like the, on a small scale like if you're going to put out posters and leaflets in coffee shops go there and put them out there two weeks before yeah definitely i think i think we've been really good at doing that when you came to the workshop yeah uh, back in october uh, we did uh advertising quite early on but like yeah because we were so in a rush for the quilt i think we ended up uh, putting stuff yeah. on the street like a bit too late but it does really um, i think also sometimes we can, we tend to see oh does it actually matter but yeah. actually a lot of our participants actually. came to the workshop because they saw stuff in the cafe stuff on the street yeah. like yeah so it really is important to do mm-hmm. and then also in terms of advertising i think interesting we did try to contact some local posts and there'll always be a local post there'll be like maybe local websites i think we didn't after talking to some of the participants after the event we got told a few different other things that we could apply to so it's that idea of uh, really doing your research and really finding all the small elements exactly Um, even if it's like a publication that is quite small but that is really focused on like the area you're working with so whereas it's like sustainability mental health there's a lot of like emerging writers and emerging publishers as well that are really interesting in these and uh, if you can contact them whereas it's on like social media whereas it's like you know through someone that you know that is like living in the local area uh, that can be like brings you a lot and it doesn't Uh, have to be think outside the box it doesn't have to be a a newspaper website like uh, you know we tried and we didn't get much feedback but I think if it would be good if we you know if you get got somewhere like places like charities like our work was about mental health and comfort so we 
tried to contact mental health charities we didn't get there early enough I think and we also we struggled to find the emails in such a short time but that would be something for you guys to consider of like going outside the box and think okay other than just the press or just the art world like who else could this connect with and how could different groups mm. of people advertise it within these different yeah. communities think so think also about the people you've been working on before whereas it's like whereas you've done an internship like that you know whereas you've been working as a freelance with someone i think there's always like something that you can you know think of and like an organization that yeah. could actually help you uh even if it's like more national scales or it's further away i think don't be scared of just like contacting these people and they will maybe be able either to like put you in contact with someone else or just bring you some tips yeah uh, so that's what definitely i would say but yeah organizing organizing your own event is um, a lot of energy and it's really rewarding Uh, but yeah, it's intense. So <laughs> yeah, sure. I think in the next year, what would be really lovely for us is if we could get definitely funding to keep on going with this and also bring it in other places because this was quite dedicated to our local area. But there's a way to just make it travel a bit more, make it more like an itinerary project. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is it's like now actually the making needs to go and pause and now it is all about us to advertising and marketing and applying so it's just going to be a lot we're going to take a break on it but yeah i think the next step is purely the stuff that we're not as good at the really promote promoting it and talking about it with as many people as we can mm -hmm. and as you say finding small connection with exactly. with people that you've met across the park i think i was I was, i was kind of thinking about that as well because i saw the art council was doing like um, i think it's the art council was doing a talk i think it's next week on like how to get a grant mm -hmm. how to apply for things and i think if you can find like tutorials or like you know you know people that do give classes on that that you can access definitely go because there's things that they will tell you that you're not actually really thinking about as an emerging artist someone coming from university coming out of university you're not especially taught how to really exactly no like, you're not i mean something. you're not coming out of a business school basically yeah. you're not you know, you're not coming out yeah. of art school knowing anything about how to yeah. manage the business this is like the side <laughs> that you have to learn about yourself so get as many like you know tips from wherever yeah. you can whereas it's like talk and i think they are i mean yeah. um you know a friend of ours has just gotten into uh, business for creatives course and stuff so i think there are a lot of different courses out there that are targeted for artists and creatives yeah you just need to find them and don't neglect them because they're yeah. actually really important try and find uh, like yeah. i think and obviously there's a lot out there that are also expensive but there yeah. are a few that um that I saw that is just that you have to get in and you have yeah. to be accepted and and for like the talk for the art council it's like an online signing so it's a yeah. webinar so for example it's free yeah uh, so you know it works as well mm -hmm. yeah god I need to apply I need to get into that webinar then <laughs> yeah no, no, no. I think it's next week I mean you see already I think it's next week <laughs> and on this same like training idea uh, I think it's quite interesting because I'm going to a project lately like a community project uh, happening in south london so i'm coming back to thamesmead babies uh, <laughs> i don't know it's not exactly thamesmead it's a bit broader but like it was really interesting because we need to create like um, i'm working with this collective and we need to create like an initiative 
for like uh, creative initiative uh, in South London, South East London, and um, we had a whole course about community engagement, and I thought it was really interesting because I've been doing that a lot now. You have been doing that a lot through different things, where whereas it was with Field of Everyone, whereas it's like for this project, for the workshops, we've been doing a lot. But it was quite interesting to talk with professional yeah. and them explaining you exactly how you can engage in the best way with like your community, how you can apply your artistic creative skills, what you learn yeah. literally during your education, uh, to like make it work for like community engagement. And there was a lot of things that I didn't really think about, like uh, in terms of you know that I never put in words, yeah. but like thinking of the impact that we will have, for example, before thinking about what you want to do is quite interesting. So yeah. like a reverse mode of thinking. Um, yeah, so that you do yeah. something based on the impact you wanted to do. Exactly, and less, for example, um, centered on you and on what you want to do. And it's really like selfless and hard like act, I think, for a creative to be like, okay, because you what kind of want to impose want? your own. You want to impose it because it's what you've been also like trained, and this is how you've we've been wanting mm. to do things. So I think yeah, on this way it was quite quite interesting, and I thought it was. It was, you know, it challenges you a little bit and it shows you that, you know, whereas you're a textile artist, mixed media artist, there's so much way, more yeah. ways in which you can use your skills, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and actually I thought about that a lot more these last couple of weeks. I think thanks to this project that we did together, I think before I really was focused on my making mm-hmm. um, practice and really whether that was in design or in art, I really was focused on that that's what I want to do. And I think these last couple of weeks I've realised actually I have lots of different skills and actually I can apply them in a lot of other types of jobs so I am like more interested now in getting more part-time job within these fields of workshops or community or these things um, and making that start now so that it can grow into something even bigger in the future when I'm older and realizing actually yeah I want to yeah have different different and different pies Um, and like a few of the applications that I've seen you know for this kind of stuff. I think with now Fields of Everyone and and the project that we did, I, I, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, actually I am qualified for that. And I think mm. that's also then goes back to show, you know, when you set up something on your own and you might not, um, you might not have the responses that you want at that moment in time from that exhibition. Mm. Uh, it might be really exhausting. You might have like put some of your own money into it and you're thinking, why? Why is it? Yeah, you're for, thinking yeah. why. Uh, which we have done in the past, you yeah. know, because it is it's time consuming and you're not making much from it. And, and if you're not getting seen a lot, you're, you're like, God, am I wasting my time? But mm-hmm. actually, then looking at it as like a bigger project and the fact that, you know, six months, one year down the line, you can actually talk about this whole project and actually you can reflect and you can you realize you've done a lot on your own and that in job applications or mm-hmm. project applications it then all builds up as an experience you know so it's like think of it as a long-term investment of like this mm-hmm. is a whole project that's really interesting you've done so much work on it it if you don't have immediate uh, responses that's not the end of it like it will carry on and stay with you as a creative for the rest of your journey and the thing is that it cannot happen in this way you know like you cannot have direct responses when it's your first time doing this project etc i think you really need to like nurture it especially with like onto soft ground yeah so like all community project is something that needs to be seen like long term as well 
because when you just start something you know we've already had like this like few really good responses so if we want to like make it grow we just have to continue and it's all like often this project especially when it comes to community engagements are long term because you also have to make people want to engage with you yeah so like the more they see the more they will be like all right yeah these two girls i'm gonna give them my time or i'm gonna like us two we're gonna give this time to, to this person and like that's that's how it works yeah, 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 yeah. nice yeah well we've got quite uh, we don't have that long left of the podcast yeah. so I don't know, maybe we could end it on if there's any exhibitions we've seen these last couple of weeks that maybe uh, other people can go and check out before the new year ends. Definitely. The new year begins. Yeah, the new year begins. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, I I went to the Elwood Gallery, which was amazing because, I mean, I love Lindsay Mendick. I mean, she was one of the artists. She's not the only one, but this is (laughs) the artist I wanted to, like, see the most. I really want to go. It's on for... I always take for granted when something is on for a while. Yeah. And then I I always go on the last day. (laughs) I don't know when it stops then. I don't know, like, I'm... It's it's still on, right? I think. Yeah, 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 it's still yeah, on. Yeah. Yes. No, no, yeah, <laughs> I, I, need to I don't want to like say something and it's not on, but like it was really good. I thought I thought it was quite interesting to see ceramic made in a quite a different way as well because we have this idea about you know what is ceramic, like the thing that we see quite often as like something functional, mm-hmm. uh, like literally became like a whole set design exploration. Yeah, that's like, really. Uh, cool in this uh, exhibition and I was just gobsmacked. I think it was, I always say that for any exhibition, but it was like the best exhibition I've seen in this year. Uh, <laughs> we said that about the um, Cecilia Oh dear, yeah, we did. That was also really good. Uh, I don't know what's the best, but I, I would <laughs> say that the ceramic one was like really, really good. <laughs> Cornelia Parker was great as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, everything's so good in London. On a smaller gallery scale, we went to see our friend Wujin's exhibition, which was really nice, at mm-hmm. the... JGM Gallery, which is in Battersea, and yeah, there was an exhibition called Creatures of Comfort, and it was all textile artists. But yeah, I so thought that was really good. Was so really that's good. on until January, mm-hmm. if anyone wants to check that out. Yeah, for like it was quite interesting to see like textile work like in this way because it's not especially like works that you see often. Yeah, uh, they were quite like special and like I would say really original. Yeah, like, and, and a good mixture yeah. of established textile artists and exactly. um and emerging like there was. Alice Kettle, who's you know a major textile artist, Bay Woman, and then also our old tutor from RCA, yeah, Freddie Robbins, and then our, our friend who graduated with us. So yeah, yeah. a really nice mix, mix. of people. Um, so that was lovely. Yeah, that was really good as well. So I think that's the only two exhibitions we've done because we've been so fucking busy. Yeah, we need uh, to go to more. <laughs> we need to go to more because there's so much more. Uh, yeah, we'll end this week here yeah. and we'll uh, be back with you guys for one more before Christmas hopefully mm-hmm. and uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode hope you guys enjoyed our interview with Alice as well oh yeah definitely uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah if you yeah so. if you haven't listened to it you have to because she is so bubbly and so nice yeah. and so positive and awful so like that's great yeah it's someone great to hear <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright well lots of love to everyone lots of love bye bye